following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. God is calling after you. Are you pleased with the way you're living? 
Or are you walking in ways that you know are not what God called you to? Do you have wasted years where you have been holding between two opinions? Should I serve God or should I just try to survive? If today you know that you have some wasted years and you know that God may not be that pleased with how you're living, then this message is for you today. I want to come today and tell you of the magnificent love that Jesus Christ has for you. He is the greatest lover of men's souls who has ever walked this earth. He cares for you beyond anything you can imagine. There's a a story, a parable in the scriptures that I can't help but pray. Its context is found in chapter 15 of the book of Luke. Dr. Luke writes about the publicans and the sinners. The people who know they're not doing what they should be doing. People who are heartbroken, perhaps. People who are having a very difficult time in their lives. Things just aren't working for them the way they need them to work. Maybe the financial burden is crushing them. Maybe they're even out of a job. Maybe they collect taxes for Rome and their family has cut them off and cast them out. They're publicans, they're sinners. And they begin to draw near to Jesus. But there are Pharisees, that is the super right religious fanatic and the scribes the lawyers they're saying this man Jesus receives sinners and he even eats with them how is this possible and Jesus turns to these publicans and these attorneys and he begins to tell them three stories The first story, he spake this parable unto them in verse 3, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost, until he finds it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing, And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. in the early hours of this morning I was reading and meditating on this incredible parable 
and tears began to flow down my face. And I began to pray a very specific prayer. I began to pray, Lord, come and find me again. Lord, Jesus, come and find me again. You see, there are times when we are so crushed, we are so burdened, we are so devastated by the circumstances of our lives that we just don't see any way through. Everything looks utterly impossible. There's just nothing that we can think of. The world is crashing around us. We don't have the strength to go somewhere and do something. All we can cry out is, Jesus, come and find me again. Come and find me again. Now, what's so incredible about this is that we serve a Jesus who has a heart of total compassion and mercy. He loves us. He loves you. We don't usually enter deeply into that love until we've been utterly crushed. When we are so totally disappointed by life. Well, I have some very bright spots in my life. I have some precious people who love me dearly and I love them with all my heart. And their kind words and their encouragement means everything to me. Some of you I've gotten acquainted with personally and your wonderful letters and text messages, emails are so encouraging when everything looks utterly impossible when the finances just aren't there. I'm facing that with radio this month. The finances just aren't there to pay for the radio this month. And I considered doing an offertory day, and Holy Spirit said, no, talk about Jesus. So I said, yes, Lord, I'll just come and talk about Jesus because he's the lover of my heart. He's the lover of my soul. I belong to him. And yet there have been circumstances in my life recently that have been so utterly painful, so utterly crushing to my heart. Now, I know Jesus went into that Garden of Gethsemane and, of course, the Gethsemane stone is that stone which is lowered on the burlap bags of olives after they've been picked. And that heavy Gethsemane stone begins to crush them. And out of those crushed olives begins to flow that rich, delicious olive oil 
There would be no olive oil without the crushing of the Gethsemane stone. And Jesus went into that garden of Gethsemane on that final night. And he prayed. And there was no answer. He wept. There was no answer. The Gethsemane stone was being lowered upon him. He finally even sweat blood. He'd go back to his disciples and they would be asleep and he would say, couldn't you watch for one hour? He was utterly crushed. He was so crushed that angels had to come and minister to him where he would have died of heartbreak right there in the garden. Always that story saddens my heart because Peter and James and John had a had an opportunity to cradle the head of Jesus and comfort him, to hold him. But they were asleep. They were exhausted by sorrows. They couldn't do it. They were, they were overwhelmed. And so God had to send angels to care for his son because we humans could not do it. That story breaks my heart. Because I think there have been many times in my life when Jesus has been crushed by what's happening in his church. And all I could do was be crushed also. You know, the chief ministry of our life is not to the lost and the dying. Oh, that's very important. But the chief ministry of our life is to minister to Jesus Christ to comfort his heart by our repentance and our obedience and our willingness to save the lost in his name and by his blood sometimes people say to me pastor I don't know what my ministry is and I very tenderly answer them your ministry is to love Jesus with all your heart, with all your soul. Minister to Jesus. He's still a human being, you know. He didn't leave his humanity on the earth. He has feelings and emotions just like you and I have. And he needs comforting too. And who better to comfort him than his fiance? How precious is a fiancé? And the church is Jesus' fiancé. And we have the opportunity to comfort and love our Lord and our Master, our future husband. So when I look at this parable, I immediately begin to identify the fact that there are times when I just need Jesus to come. <laughs> times when I can spend hours in the prayer closet and there's no answer. When relationships have been broken by actions, particularly actions on my part, and my heart is crushed. 
And you know, some things are like feathers. When I was a, a boy in Wyoming, I would go to my grandma's house often. She lived very close to us in Bosler, Wyoming, out on the open prairie. And she'd say, Raymond, today is pillow day. I knew exactly what she meant. That meant that was the day when she was going to take all of the goose down out of the old pillows and put it in a new tick. That's what the pillow material was called, a tick. But she'd say, we can't do it inside, Raymond. We've got to go outside. I'd say, why, Grandma? Well, because if we did it inside, these feathers would go everywhere and Grandpa would be very upset. So we would go outside in the front yard where the wind was blowing toward the prairie and we would very carefully transfer as much of the of the goose down as we could to the new tick. And then she would sew it up and the pillow would once more be fresh and clean and new. Well, there are words we can't take back. There are actions we can't undo. And we're left with the consequences. And it's so utterly crushing, so utterly devastating to our hearts that we can barely walk. We can barely stand up. We're crushed. I spoke with a man yesterday who said, I've been crushed so many times in my life. He said, every time I begin to get a sense of being important, I get crushed again. <laughs> can I tell you a secret? God can only use a broken man or a broken woman. He can only use a crushed heart because it's only then that we can be safe to speak his word without pride and arrogance. So I guess I want to ask you today, what's the, what's the deal in your life? Are you crushed today? Are you thinking of giving up? You know, when we get into this place, we just want to say, can I die? Do I have to go through this? Of course, Jesus never answers that kind of statement. <laughs> it's not his purpose to allow us to die it's his purpose to bring us fully to life and humility before him so what's happening in your life today I pray that if you're crushed today this word will encourage your heart and you'll know that Jesus Jesus loves you and he sees how crushed you are. He sees how crushed your heart is, how disappointed you are. 
how hopeless it all seems. And in the midst of all of that, he comes looking for us. Do you know how that encourages my heart? Do you remember the Garden of Gis- the the Garden of Eden? <laughs> Adam and Eve have sinned against God, and suddenly they see themselves as they are in the new world of wickedness. They've eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They they have pushed away God, and they have agreed to be the servants of the serpent, the dragon, the devil. And where are they? Every evening God would come and walk with them in the cool of the day. I believe that was Jesus. He would come and walk with them and fellowship with them and love them. And This evening when Jesus came walking in the cool of the day, he couldn't find them. Oh, he knew where they were. He came looking for them. Adam! Where are you? Finally, Adam admitted he was hiding in the bushes. And he said, I'm ashamed. I'm naked. Well, how do you know you're naked? Did you eat of the fruit? Yes. This woman that you gave me, she gave me some and I ate it. And she said, well, this serpent, he came and he deceived me. And Jesus, in Genesis 3.15, gives the most magnificent promise, almost, of all of Scripture. The first promise of a Savior. Where he promises that there will be hatred between us and the serpent that we will have a small window through which we may repent and escape the marriage to the devil. Now, I know by the Spirit that some of you who are listening today to this broadcast are married to the devil. Oh, you may not have put it that way, but you recognize that you truly walk in hatred toward God. You may be cursing and swearing. You may be smoking pot. You may be drinking too much alcohol. You may be fornicating. You may be... You may be a compulsive shopper. I don't know what the issue is in your life. But you know that you shouldn't be doing it. And you know there's darkness all about you. And you're not happy with yourself. And you'd like to be free. I can tell you right now. Jesus is walking in the cool of the day and he's calling your name. Now he's going to deal with reality. He's going to say, have you done what you should not do? And I'll show you that in this parable in just a moment. God knows what you've been doing. You can't hide anything from him. He knows. He also knows how hurting your heart is. 
He knows if your heart is crushed and broken and bleeding, whether you've been rejected and cast aside, whether you've been judged and forsaken. He knows all that. But he's looking for you. We serve a Jesus who comes searching for us. And that's why my prayer has been, Jesus, would you find me again? I need to be found again. My heart needs to be healed. I need to be restored. Now, when he hath found it, verse 5, this is Luke 15, verse 5, when he found it, when he found you, he put you on his shoulders and he was laughing and rejoicing because he's excited about you. Now, please, you may not be excited today at all. But I'll tell you this, when Jesus finds you, he's going to be very excited. And he will find you as soon as you're ready to be found. Are you ready today to be found? Are you ready to make a decision today and say, Jesus, will you come find me? <laughs> I walked into a, a Panera's this morning to grab a, a sandwich, a bowl of soup, and then come to do the broadcast. And the manager of the state of the uh, Panera's is a wonderful Christian man by the name of Joseph. And he said, what's the good word, pastor? And I told him this parable. And he stood there and he looked at me. This huge smile broke across his face and he said, I want Jesus to find me again. I want Jesus to find me again. He didn't care who heard. He didn't care what staff heard him say it. He said, I want Jesus. And this is a wonderful, godly Christian man. He's a deacon in his church. He loves Jesus with all of his heart, but he recognized that essential inner heart that says, I don't have enough of Jesus. Would you come find me again? And later, sitting at the table, he came bringing chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> now, verse 6, And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety-nine just persons which need repentance, which need no repentance. There's no such person who needs no repentance. But the scribes and the Pharisees did not know they were lost. Oh, they were lost, but they didn't know they were lost. I think some of you today listening to this broadcast know that you're lost. And you're not happy about how your life is going. So you know what? 
I'd like to open the phone lines today. If your heart is crushed, if you're not happy with the way your life is going and you need Jesus to come find you, why don't you call and let's talk about it and we'll pray together and ask Jesus to come and find us. Some of you just flat out need to repent. You need to stop doing what you're doing, but you can't. And you can't until you're converted, until Jesus comes and you say, Jesus, I am your lamb, I am your sheep, and I belong to you. Would you forgive me? Now, scribes and Pharisees, I know you're not going to call because you don't need this. But I'll tell you what. Last night and early in the hours of this morning and over the recent weeks, I have desperately needed Jesus to come and find me. And I want to tell you, he came and found me. He came and found me. He came and encouraged my heart. He came and expressed his love and his mercy and his kindness. So I'm wondering today, do any of you just need to call and say, hey, he found me, Pastor, and he was rejoicing over me, and I'm so excited about that. Or do you need to be found today and do you need to make a decision about whether you're willing to be converted? Are you willing to lay your life down for Jesus and allow him to come in and take charge and take control of you? It's not complicated. Look, guys, it's not complicated. It's simply you have to decide you've had enough of sin, of darkness, of bitterness. You have to decide you've had enough. And you ask Jesus to come and do a supernatural act of grace in your heart and claim you as his own and put you on his shoulders and carry you out and have a party with you. <laughs> We've got lots of time. So if you'd like to call, would you call right now? 877-534-0780. That number again to the studio is 877 877- Five three four zero seven eight zero. If you need to be found today, or if your heart is crushed and broken as mine has been, and you need Jesus to come and find you, what do you call and let's talk about it? Eight seven seven five three four zero seven eight zero. Now, I'm not going to continue teaching for a few minutes because I know if I continue teaching, you won't call. You'll just listen. But I know some of you today need to call. The Holy Spirit told me that. So why don't you call right now? And let's talk and pray.
Now, this month is coming to a close, and we're still about $1,400 short for radio. If you'd like to help cover the cost of this radio broadcast, Pilgrim's Progress, I'm Pastor Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. If you'd like to help cover the cost of this broadcast, would you just call quickly 877-534-0780 and just tell Kevin what you want to do. Brother Kevin is the producer. Or just write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Or go on the webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, and there you'll see a donate button, and you can use your credit card or debit card, and you can contribute as God directs you. Mr. Producer, are there any calls coming in? Well, let's play Wasted Years again while people begin to get their courage up so they can call. Years, wasted years. Oh, how fully 
God is to save us from years of wasting our life away. He doesn't want us to continue walking in darkness and despair and struggling. He wants to rescue us, put us on his shoulders and carry us home. He's searching for you today. If you'd like to call, I'm happy to pray with you. Call 877-534-0780. Now, Jesus isn't finished. He begins a second parable. It's about a woman who had ten pieces of silver. And she loses one piece. I don't know what happened. But somehow she lost that piece of silver. Now, it wasn't worth all that much, perhaps, as a single piece. But in that day, often there were ten pieces of silver placed in the marriage as a, as a piece of jewelry that the woman would wear that would say, I'm married. Perhaps she received it from her husband. We don't know. But that one piece of silver was very precious to her. And Jesus says in verse 8, this is Luke 15, verse 8, Doth not light a candle, sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it? In other words, it's precious, and she's lost it, and she goes searching. When Jesus loses us, and we crash, and we burn, he's going to come looking for us. He's going to look everywhere where we might have fallen. And when she finally finds it, verse 9, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. And then verse 10, listen to this. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. if you want there to be joy in the presence of the angels of God, 
know that one man or one woman, one child that is found by Jesus and repents of his sin and turns fully to Jesus Christ causes great rejoicing in the heavenlies. Now what this says to me is that Jesus takes you and me very seriously. We're not cast-offs. We're not second or third on his mind. We're right at the forefront. We are vitally important to him. Sometimes we feel like our life isn't worth a thing. Sometimes we feel like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Of what value is my life? But to Jesus, your life is very precious. To Jesus, you are the love of his life. And he wants you for eternity. He's not in this for the short term. He's in it for the long term. He wants you. Now, I don't know about you, but one of the most important parts of my life is to know that others want me. Not need me, but want me. They want my friendship. They want my fellowship. They just want to be with me. That's what's important to Jesus. He wants you. He wants you to be with him. And he wants you healed. He wants you clean. He wants you washed in his blood. He wants you to be pure before him. He wants you to be converted from a servant of darkness to a servant of light. Both of these parables tell us the same thing, that Jesus came looking, searching, that Jesus was interested in you. Did you know Jesus is interested in you? And he wants you. Can you get your mind around that? That you're not a nobody to Jesus? And as you live out your life and you see things that you're doing that cause you to be hopeless in your spirit, he watches as you dip down into darkness, into the world's entertainment, the world's goals and activities. And he says, stop sinning. Stop hurting yourself. Let me carry you home. Let me find you. You're precious to me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That word only begotten literally means the only one of its kind. Jesus is the only one of his kind. He is the only one on the earth that can be accurately defined as love. As love. And it's his heart cry that you would let him find you. Will you let Jesus find you today? Will you turn from those things that are of darkness? And will you search after him with all of your heart? Now, some of you old-timers I'm talking to, let me try to say what it looks like. You've been in the Christian church for years. You know all the information. But your heart has turned gray. The fire is no longer burning in your heart with passion for Jesus Christ. You have grown cold. The gray of the ash is there from your earlier faith. And Jesus is saying to you, return to your first love. Well, how do you return to your first love? You cry out and say, Jesus, come and find me. Jesus, come and find me. And you begin to pray. Everything that is of value in the Christian life begins and ends in prayer. Everything of value in the Christian life begins and ends in prayer. And not a short little prayer. This morning as I lay on the floor before God, pleading, come and find me again. My heart was ignited with love. My heart was ignited once again with courage and hope. Do you need that old timer? Are you tired of the same old, same old? Are you tired of just going to church, doing the the church deal? Have you become a churchman? Or is your heart inflamed with love for Jesus Christ? <laughs> Do you need Jesus to come and find you again? Oh, not because there's some gross sin in your life, but just because you need him to come in the cool of the day and walk with you. You need to have him ignite your heart. <laughs> to put the old passion back in the marriage with Jesus. That's what I cry out for you today. Let's pray. Almighty God, Lord Jesus Christ, you are holy, and I come asking that your will would be done over the life of every person who listens to this broadcast today. 
I ask that you would come and find us once more. Lord Jesus, I plead that your will would be done over our lives, even as your will is done in heaven. I plead that you would come and feed us the bread of life, your broken body and your spilled blood. I ask that you would forgive us for our sins. I ask, Lord, that you would wash us and make us clean. Lord, today I plead your blood over this precious congregation of people who are listening now or over the internet. Lord Jesus, would you come and find us once more? Would you come and lay us on your shoulders and carry us? Mighty God, I need you today. My heart needs you today. There are yet deep wounds in my heart that ache. And I know that many who are listening today have deep wounds in their heart that ache. I'm asking, would you come with healing in your wings? Would you pour in the oil and the wine? Would you come, Jesus, for we need you? Would you come, Jesus? By your Holy Spirit, would you come? You said you would not leave us as orphans, but you would send the comforter. You would send the helper. Lord, I need the comforter today. Would you send him forth with power right now as I'm on this radio broadcast? Would you send him to each person who is listening? Would you find us once more, Jesus? Thank you, my Lord. I bless your holy name today. I bless the name of Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords, majesty of heaven, I worship you today. You are awesome, mighty God of heaven. And in the midst of this time when we so desperately need you to come and carry us, would you heal the wounds of our hearts? Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your mighty name. Amen. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley. I pastor the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. We meet at the All Saints Anglican Church. 12 o'clock noon, we begin to pray. We are a people of prayer. The All Saints Anglican Church is located at 148. 51 Gideon Drive in Woodbridge, Virginia. That's 14851 Gideon Drive in Woodbridge, Virginia. If you're not happy with your life and you need to be converted, you need Jesus to find you, you need the hurts of your heart to be healed, 
come and see us. Again, 12 o'clock at the All Saints Anglican Church. Drive around to the back side. We're in the lower lobby. As you come in, you'll see the worship center on the left-hand side. Now, we just have a couple minutes left. We are still short for radio to cover the month of July. Would you help us? Would you write to me at the National Prayer Chapel as the Holy Spirit prompts you? Would you give hilariously? It's Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. And thank you, brothers and sisters, thank you for the wonderful cards and letters of encouragement, the birthday cards, the gifts for radio. Thank you. I pray Jesus finds you today. God bless you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Before the presence of His glory with great joy with great joy Now unto Him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory